Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. China is one of the freest societies in the world. Tell them it's going to be a rock and roll. say we see you and we hear you uh china uh and your thoughts on china and our columbia mayor going to china uh you guys lit up the text line um and we i don't know that we can share a lot of what was shared on the text line hannah oh we for sure cannot yes but um we are reading those texts <laughs> kind of we... revolved around why'd you come back though as i think was kind of <laughs> the gist of several of the texts. there you go john thanks for that summary uh this morning <laughs> um but we are celebrating a feel-good friday of course we are a, hopefully uh celebrating uh, a mizzou win tomorrow um we're very uh it's it's just it's a fun day right so uh i was gonna ask you all is there anything you're particularly feeling good about today hannah I am feeling good. Uh, last week, I had another little baby nephew that was born. Aww. So it's been really fun. I haven't got to meet him yet, but he was a 10-pounder, so he's a chunky little guy. And it's just been really fun to get baby pictures every day on my phone. I love it. And I just want to pinch his little cheeks. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Well, I, I want to throw in here really quickly. We will be talking to Dr. Roth. He is confirmed for uh, just at 735. So if you were uh, sticking around for that uh-huh. interview, um, we're excited to speak with him about all of the good things that we can feel good about going on at Southern Boone. Ashley, you've got some stuff to feel good about. I do. I'm feeling good about our brand new office at Compass Chiropractic and Wellness. If you have not seen the space, please come look at it. Even if you're not a patient, it's incredible. We're so proud of it. It, it's definitely a feel-good moment. I like it. I saw the wallpaper and the florals, and I love... Oh, it's it's beautiful, and yeah. you did it yourself. I did. I just prayed that it all came together, but I did do it myself. And I think it is an example, and I know um, that I've seen it from the outside. I need to get over and take a look yeah. at it inside. But it goes to show you hard work. Thank you. Because you've poured your heart and soul into that, and uh, it's not easy. No, it's, it's hard. not easy. It's hard. People act like it's easy. It's not. It's, you know it's that. hard, but it's rewarding. Yeah. yeah. Brian, congratulations. You. Yeah. Brian, anything in particular you're feeling good about today? I think, uh, well, I mean, the, the Mizzou uh, basketball team, an amazing performance last night. I, and I didn't get to see it, but obviously uh, did uh, did the report. I think the 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 fact that, and I know this Mizzou football game tomorrow is big, and we certainly can talk about it, but we have so many schools uh, in the in the area that are in the football playoffs, it's hard oh, to get man. them all in a sports cast. It really is. I feel like I'm leaving some out and leaving some details, But and John knows as well, but we've got Blair Oaks, we've got uh, Hawaiis, we've got Jefferson City, the Jays, just two wins away from a state championship. They play tomorrow at McDonald County, Tolton, Rockbridge. I'm trying not to leave anybody out but it's just um 
for those young men and, and the, their cheer squads, just all the, uh, that's, that's just a lot of work. That started back in the summer. It's not easy. And these games get really, really tough at this point. Um, so these, these teams coming in, they're, they're coming in, they're playing. For instance, Rockbridge is at DeSmet. Uh, that is a team loaded with really good talent, some Division One talent there. Rockbridge has Division One talent too. And you're going to see that in some of these games. Tolton is 11 and 0. Blair Oaks, we know how good they are. The Jays game is intriguing to me um john knows this because i just i always think of jeff city as class six and they're now class four mcdonald county is a good football team and um it's going to be quite a hike for uh, for jeff city to go down yeah, there. they won their first district ever last week yeah mcdonald county yeah i've been down there and my god that is a long drive i mean there's no good way to no good way to get down there it's and, almost mississippi uh, yeah it, right? <laughs> it's way way down way down corner of the state well we were hearing again this morning what you weren't feeling good about uh particularly the mayor's trip to china but we would like to hear what you are feeling good about as we celebrate this feel good friday you can text us eight seven four ninety three nine. John, what's got you feeling good? This yeah, Friday? I'm right there along with Brian with all this, uh, gosh, high school district football and that uh, nail-biter nine-second mm-hmm. win last night with the basketball Tigers. And now Mizzou looking to be, you know, win out the rest of the regular season in football. It's a, a good sports weekend on the way. It, it really is. And the exposure, there's a story I wanted to get it on for today, and I just, I, I've had so much else going on with the police chief that I'll have to wait till maybe Monday. Kip Kendrick and I talked at the Ready annual meeting. This ties in with, with Mizzou. Uh, just the other night and um as john just pointed out that the the sports weekend all of the, i mean it's hard to keep up with everything but i ask uh rep, i still call him representative commissioner kendrick i ask him about you know they were the, they were on cbs last week the sec on cbs not the cbs sports network i mean brad nessler and gary were here tomorrow it is uh it's joe tessitore and jesse palmer that used to be the crew that did monday night football it's espn you basically can't buy that exposure. And he talked about the, well, they talked about the teamwork the team played with, but he says this exposure is just invaluable. And I've got very, he says it more eloquently than me, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a big deal to be on ESPN tomorrow. You're going to see ESPN actually already is in town right now as we speak. Um, they're going to be going over as they normally do to some spaces. I would assume they're going to be, they were at Booch's. Remember Booch's yeah. about a month ago in Booch's. The owner there didn't want me to mention it ahead of time. I don't know that they'll be back at Booch's today. Because the Wake Up family is so big, he said if you mention it, they're all going to show up they and there's did. not enough room for <laughs> exactly. all of them. Exactly. Enough burgers. <laughs> exactly. He polite, and I honor, I honored that request. I said, can I mention it afterwards? He was fine. He was fine with it. But I do know that they're going to be, they're going to be going down to Shakespeare's today and some other places as well. So a lot of exposure for Mizzou and, uh, that's something to be very proud of and definitely don't take Florida for granted. The Gators, are, Gators are a good team, good coach, and he's probably on the hot seat right now. His name's Billy yeah, Nate. Had a rugged year. Billy Nate, exactly, a former Nick Saban assistant. The next two coaches could be battling for their job. So, a team generally, generally they'll fight for their coach. It's okay though. If you get fired, you still get get the bag, right? Like you, you still, still make all a the money, right? Ton of money, yeah. Yeah, so. you, you do. Are and, they really trying yeah, that but hard? All the money. They run you out of Waco on a rail, right, Brian? <laughs> that's, that's right. Exactly. Well, and Brian, you said something there, and it's like triggered my mind, and I'm like, I don't know what the answer to that question is you said you still refer to kip kendrick as representative yes. sometime now he's commissioner technically i would think like 
representative is a higher position in it's, levels of government. But I, I saw uh, Scott Fawn had a uh, former uh, Senator Engler on yes. his show, and he still refers to him as senator, even though he's no longer in That's elected right. office. So I assume the rule, the journalist rule, is you refer to their current office. But, for example, when Kip Kendrick retires, is he Commissioner That's Kendrick great- or Representative like, what are the journalistic rules there? Just Kip. Journalistically, I'd say former, when he leaves office, former Boone County Commissioner, former representative. But as, as a title of courtesy, I still would call him repre- representative. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess in terms of politics, but, uh, you know, he was the ranking Democrat on the Budget Committee. Always comes on. He, he's, he listens to my scoreboards on Saturdays. He's always been very gracious, answers my questions, no matter what they are. Sometimes they're tough issues. Most of the time they're not. But he, um, you know, I'm not sure which is bigger because it's really a matter of opinion. As a state legislator, a state rep, I don't have the exact salary. Let's say they make $33,000 a year and they get a per diem as well. But a, a presiding commissioner, those commissioners get paid decent money like over uh, like a hundred and thirty thousand i mean it's, it's a, a lot it's, of it's, money. It's, six, it's, a lot. it's six figures but i mean you run for that position in you know um in it's it's a full-time position it's a mm-hmm. full-time and they have they're they're there at the courthouse you know all the time i've seen them out at various events too and they're there after hours but so i'm not sure which one would be I guess technically, politically, people would think being at the Capitol. I happen to think being a county commissioner is a big deal. Next time he's on, we should ask him which one he can. We should box him in and ask him which one he thinks is more more important. But I think, I mean, that that debate rages on as well. I mean, you think people think governors are, you know, like, you know, and you hear it from a lot of people. If you're in Congress, you're one of, you know, in in the Senate, one of a hundred or one of several hundred. And then, you know, and, and so I think that's why we're seeing so many governors run for president, because you're one of one, right? You're the boss. And I think we've heard that from Parson and other other governor saying, you know, it's so much more impactful to be really be the head of, you know, your state as opposed, you know, and, and you hear from a lot of politicians, well, I want to go to Congress. But yeah, it's hard to get something done. Uh, and especially now in the in, in this in, environment, in the state legislature, um, I'm I would I would guess hazard a guess that he thinks being in charge of the county probably is. Uh, is better and yeah. more powerful. And I don't want to speak for him, but I would I would tend to agree with you. I'm I'm just going to that would be my guess. I do know the issues before the county, and yeah, we'll have you know he's inevitably going to face a land use issue. We haven't seen that right now, and I don't know what it will be. I'm just saying down the line, probably that could be somewhat divisive. But the issues as a county commissioner outside of that mural that he wasn't he wasn't there for that was that was pretty controversial. Um, they tend to be the county and i find this in cole county as well the county commission meetings although the cole counties have gotten a little heated over the years boone counties have been pretty um even with fred perry there and he was a republican pretty pretty bipartisan and uh really kind of budget focused haven't they yeah in 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 about priorities and you know channel 17 has a story the other day and it about they they need to replace the showers at the jail i mean that's not necessarily a you know a, a story that's going to get a lot of people excited but it's it they have to do that you can I mean, say it i mean my uh my law partner deal. was the uh, the 
presiding commissioner down in coal. And I'm like, that mm-hmm. just seems so boring. Like, there's no <laughs> sexy issues there, right? Like, it's just infrastructure and ambulances and, you know, roads and bridges. And I said, I would, that's one of the last things besides school district that I'd ever, but it's really important work. And if you don't it have is. the infrastructure. No, done, Mark got right in the middle of a big zoning debate back in his era with wait, Cole County. Yeah. Yeah. Land he had is, some, he had some pretty heated things that were happened on, <laughs> happened on his watch. It did. And in Boone County, I'll give you an, uh, one quick example. Don Stamper and Don still uh, is around, listens to us. Um, and, um, you know, he, one of the big issues that he had to get involved with was the fairgrounds. Yeah. Now, to our younger people, they won't, th- that was a huge deal at the time. There were people really upset. I remember being at a county commission and half the room was on one side, half the room was on the other. It was a big deal at that time. And he, I, he angered half the crowd. The more localer, the more important. He, he angered half the crowd. And eventually, <laughs> uh, he, I remember him telling me the shelf life of a presiding commissioner this was years ago was about two to three terms. And he eventually was voted out wow. primarily because you just you take these votes on these land use issues. We just don't have as many of those anymore. Yeah. Is the term for that two years or four years? A term for a county commissioner is four. Is it? So it's a four year term. And he and Don Stamper was the presiding commissioner. Um, but yeah, and. Uh, and all, all was gracious, always would talk. But the, the fairgrounds, it, 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 was a, it was a big deal, not nearly as much now. Well, we want to hear what you're feeling good about. Text us at 573-874-9390. Something that's got me feeling really good today. I got to attend a Veterans Day concert last night at Southern Boone. Um, and so just when you think uh, and when you're feeling really dark and you're like, what is this world coming to? I showed up. All the grandmas and grandpas are in the bleachers. The kids are all decked out in their red, white, and blue. And they are singing all the patriotic songs and clapping for the veterans as they stood. And I felt a renewed sense of faith in our future. So I think Hannah's got some of the songs they sing. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Mid-Missouri's number one rated morning show. Uh, you might want to fact check that. Hot, hot, hot. 725-ish, which means it's... 726. Hey, close. Have you gotten it a single time this week? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> it's okay. I will begrudgingly forgive you but i don't know if john will it's not my call (laughs) (laughs) stephanie i know you've said before you've shared on the show it's been a year or so maybe that your daughters had gotten some hamsters it did not go well it didn't what happened uh the first one was oh so there was more than one there were two and they were they were they lasted i think less than a month uh, between the both of them did they die Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Well, hamsters are actually what's hot with Hannah. Um, (laughs) Because I came across this clip here. It's a longer clip, but I feel like it's important 
to share with the Wake Up family today. Okay. Did you hear what they're talking about now? So hamsters. <gasps> because well, I'm a victim. Did you ever have a hamster? Yeah, I did. People are just finding out that they hibernate. So they're thinking their frozen hamster that's not moving is dead. What? And they freak out and they go, oh my God, my hamster just died. But they didn't know that they like hibernate and they won't move. Okay. Yeah, my hamster was cold. cold so yeah. was it wasn't like limp. Yes. And she goes, we were going to bury him, but, and she goes, <laughs> and he starts moving. Sir, There's no and then I was thinking back to my hamster. He died in the winter. We kept him in the basement and it was probably cold. Buried him alive, you monster. Oh my god. I don't know. So just a little PSA. Um if anyone listening right now has a hamster or maybe their kiddos have a hamster or they're um, Stephanie's kids. Oh yeah. No. You know, we're heading into some colder weather. So, if your hamster tries to kick the bucket this winter, it you might just want to you might just want to double check before you bury him in the backyard. Did you just die in the winter? Put him Stephanie? near the space heater. Yeah. I think mine did die in the winter now. That- <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't its name Nacho? I don't remember. One of them's name was like ice cream, I think. Like Nacho yeah. time to die. The first, the first one though, this is how bad it is. There's actually a return policy on the hamster if it <laughs> dies. Take it in dead. Oh, in we, we took the dead hamster back. <laughs> because they the know store. that they're not really dead. Sell them to the next guy. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. But we did return the first one. So I, I feel good at least that maybe he got a second life. <laughs> I can only Get imagine alive. taking it back to the pet store in like a paper bag like the hamster died. Can and I like return this? this? please? You know, hamsters that, that kick the bucket after a couple weeks, that's really a pretty good business model. It's like my buddy who used to raise tropical fish in the trade. He oh, says, right. these things could live to be 100 years old if they were not genetically engineered to you know, die in a couple of weeks. <laughs> For sure. I'm just wondering how many wake up mid Missouri family members right now are listening and going, Oh Uh-oh. no. Like how many hamsters have I buried alive? Ooh, or you know, right. just thrown in the trash can. So sad. They were just okay. a little sleepy. I do have a fish and speaking of fish, John, and my fish is like five years old, a beta fish, go. and I'm like, what is going on? Until this you fish get is home today and it's dead. <laughs> Don't jinx me. Don't jinx me. All right. Coming up next, we are going to be talking with Superintendent of School Southern Boone, uh, Dr. Tim Roth. And you're going to want to stick around in the 8 o'clock hour, too, because we'll be talking to Lindsay Lopez of the Food Bank for Central and Northeast Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, featuring your is the Southern Boone fourth graders at their Veterans Day concert last night under the direction of Mr. Hennessy. Um, it's always a pleasure to watch that. And I know my parents and my dad, who's Marine, really appreciated them all decked out in their red, white, and blue, singing some really patriotic songs. Um, Marissa, you, you all are texting us uh, what you're feeling good about. Uh, 573-874-9390. Marissa's saying she's got all of next week off and she gets to spend the entire week with her family. I'm feeling good about the fact that I've never buried a hamster alive. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling should, pretty good about that one. You should feel good about that. All right, but I forgot to mention, we are doing winners and losers at 8.30. So if you are texting us, not only tell us why you're feeling good, but text us your nominations for winners and losers of the week. But for now, um, I'm going... Uh, 
I'm going to blame this on Ashley. We had a little bit of a scheduling. This is my fault, snafu, <laughs> but we are fault. we are pleased to be joined by the superintendent of schools for Southern Boone, Dr. Tim Roth. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Roth. I apologize about the time confusion. I was trying to multitask, and that did not work out well for either one of us. So I apologize. <laughs> Happy to be here. Good. So, lots of questions. Um, I live in Southern Boone, so does Stephanie. It's such an amazing community. It is known that people move to our community for the school district, um, an incredible school district. So Tuesday, you guys had a meeting about the bond issue for maybe expansion of the high school. So I was hoping that maybe you could talk a little bit about that, what that expansion entails, and if that bond is a continuation of the previous bond or if this will be a new bond that would be issued. Sure, yes. And so I have to say it did make my heart happy this morning as I listened to our fourth graders on the radio from our veterans uh, musical last night. So um, they did a great job. And thank you for sharing that for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you know, uh, as our community grows, so do our schools. And so uh, with that, we have been very fortunate with our voter turnout and support um, of our school district with, uh, you know, we're just finishing up the new construction and renovations at the middle school to accommodate our larger cohort sizes. And so I think as our uh, voters and patrons, our students and families visit the middle school uh, for different events, I think they, uh, you'll agree that that's an amazing facility and performing quite nicely for the needs of our students there. Um, and so then right now we are also uh, working on our stadium project uh, that provides new turf, uh, new track facilities facilities, um, additional seating uh, for that area. And so that project will be finishing up this spring. Uh, and so very happy that we're able to pr- provide that for our classes and our students there. Our next uh, needs, as we look at our student enrollment, uh, student growth and curricular needs, uh, will be focused at the high school. And so right now we are in the planning stages and have been for quite some time uh, for a 2024 uh, April no tax increased bond issue for new construction and improvements at the high school. Go Uh, go ahead, doctor. I'm sorry. And so um, with that, we are looking to uh, improve our our spaces for VOAG education and arts um, so that they are connected directly to the high school Um, over the past several years um, as we try to improve our safety across our district. um, Currently, um, our high school students have to walk across the parking lot and uh, go to a different building for their ag education courses. And then we also have some high school art courses that are housed in the uh, middle school. And so we would like to really bring them all under one roof. Yeah, and I appreciate the, uh, the you know the the details on that, Doctor. Um, I know it's it's being talked about right now, but the decision is going to have to be made fairly soon. So. Roughly how many millions of dollars are we talking about? I know that probably could be tweaked a little bit, but roughly what are we looking at on that? And how many students currently are at that school? Because Ashland's still one of the fastest, as Dr. Emil just pointed out, one of the fastest growing towns in the entire state, much less mid-Missouri. So the number, I'd like to get the latest number ballpark if you've got it for the high school in the district in general. Absolutely. And so uh, as, as our district continues to grow, we are uh, a little over a 2,000 student district right now. And so we've seen a lot of growth over the last decade. And so uh, that's why you see our uh, schools across the district to continue to grow. And so uh, now it's time for our high schools to, to 
uh, start growing as well. And so uh, the 2024 bond issue will be a $12 million um, request of our voters. It is a no tax increase. And what we are seeing right now with student enrollment, we are at approximately 525 students at the high school. And over the next uh, seven to 10 years, we think we'll start seeing uh, that uh, enrollment at the high school uh, move up to approximately 675 to 700 students. Wow. That's, again, that that growth is staggering. Thank you, Doctor. We are speaking with Dr. Tim Roth, who is the superintendent of Southern Boone Schools. Tim, recently when we got the press release from our former co-worker and uh, your employee, our friend Matt Sharp, regarding that uh, couple hundred thousand bucks you got for the school safety grant, could you flesh out exactly what that money will be used for? And the second part of that is, well, that was something the governor supported in his budget. Is there a potential for more of that money on the way? Well, we are very uh, happy with the governor and supporting the school safety grants across the state of Missouri. And so uh, the Southern Missouri School District did apply for the school safety grant. Uh, we did get, uh, were awarded $200,000 towards safety uh, projects across our district. And so um, with that, we will be able to increase uh, security cameras across the district. We will be able to put safety uh, glass film on many of our windows across the district. We will also be able to increase our safety at our main entrances, um, buzzing systems for our students, um, different, facil- uh, different facility improvements with our doors as well so that they might remain secure um, in the um, time of need. Yes. Dr. Roth, with all the expansion, so living in Southern Boone, we all know that traffic is a nightmare in the mornings, going to and from all the schools, dropping off. I've got two drop-offs each morning at the primary and middle school. With the expansion and construction at the high school, are there plans in there to maybe have another road that goes through to lessen traffic in those areas, or how does the district plan to deal with some of that high traffic? So I think as we do see increased enrollment, we do see a lot more uh, cars and trucks on the road along with buses. And so um, part of the process with the uh, bond issues at the high school will be to increase parking in that facility. Um, Also looking at the entrances and exits for that facility, fire lanes, that type of thing. And then also um, working with the city to see if um, any of those entrances and exits will align with new roads that um, are going into the neighborhoods. Yes. Now, I've been getting a lot of questions because people drive up or down 63 and they see that beautiful new Rankin building right there on the side. And people are like, well, it looks done. What's going on over there? So what's the latest on Rankin Tech? So the latest on Rankin, we are happy to uh, be in partnership with Rankin and regional businesses across our region for um, supporting adult education and also um education at the high school in the technical areas. And so we are have just finished up with the Rankin construction. And so now uh, we are um, working with Rankin to uh, start classes this uh, this winter, I'll say spring semester in January. And so I know they are heavily involved with advisory committees right now, working on the uh, curriculum when the, we've got the overall building um, constructed. And so now they are working on bringing equipment into the facility so that they'll be ready for their students in January. Yeah, and it's a beautiful building if you drive by on 63 North um, on that right side of the road. And I saw last week, Dr. Roth, that there are two roads now that are going in to connect that neighborhood to Rankin where those students will not have to cross over the highway or J-turn. Is that accurate? 
So we, uh, the city is building Perry Avenue out currently. And so that uh, Perry Avenue construction should finish up before Christmas. And then that also yes, does mean that you will not have to drive down 63 and use that J-turn to get to uh to Rankin if you were um, headed southbound. And so um, that will be just great for us, for our students, as we get to uh, Rankin, a much more easier route. Yes. So as far as the students go, are there going to be actual high schoolers that are going over to Rankin to get that tech ed? Or are you expecting, you know, some students to graduate early or they go, you know, they have to complete high school and then go to Rankin? So I think there are opportunities for students who are interested in attending Rankin uh, that they can attend as uh, high school juniors or seniors um, and uh, be able to progress through the curriculum there and graduate with certificated programs. Yes. And of course, uh, they I think the other ranking campuses are pretty big in adult education. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm looking to make a career change or a pivot, um, that's something I would be able to do as a as an adult. Absolutely. Rankin uh, does support and program a lot of adult education programs. And so I know that they are working with regional uh, regional companies, regional businesses to offerings need to happen here in central Missouri to help adults uh, and their families in the education process as well. Uh, there have been discovery days, um, increased enrollment opportunities for uh, families uh, in our region as well to participate in the ranking experience. Great. So I'm going to shift back to the middle school. So Dr. Roth, you've talked about um, the expansion of the middle school. You combine those two buildings where like they don't have to cross in between like they used to. They'd have to actually go outside to go to the other building. And it's a beautiful they facility. Did. So I will say like my my daughter was in fifth grade last year. I was not a huge proponent of fifth grade being in the middle school, but it worked out really well. Do you want to explain a little bit to those new parents for next year with fifth grade of how you're keeping the separation between fifth and eighth grade? Because there's a lot of life experience that happens there and how that transition is helping them get ready for the sixth and seventh grade. And so, yes, so fifth grade, this is the second year that fifth grade is in the middle school. Um, middle school for us is would be fifth grade through eighth grade. And so uh, when you look at the design of that building, we basically have a fifth and sixth grade pod on the south side. And then we have a seventh and eighth grade pod on the north side of that building. And then in the middle would be where you find your common spaces with the library, um, gymnasium, cafeteria, um, those types of areas, then STEM areas, and so um, we really, our middle school team works to make sure that, you know, fifth and sixth grade have their own schedules, um, have their own teams of teachers that they work with, um, and same thing for seventh and eighth grade. Uh, when we look at um, even uh, down to lunchtime, we do have, uh, each grade level has their own uh, lunchtime, teachers are uh, there supervising, and so it's quite a, if you are able to visit and watch that process. It's very uh, interesting to watch how um, different grade levels shift throughout the building and um, stay with their teachers as they do that, especially in fifth grade. The only other thing I would add, and, and just very, very good information. I'm glad we got that information about Rankin and the road as well. I want to let people know, I know you referenced the, the football and the soccer field. That was, as you pointed out, vo- uh, approved by the voters, $3 million bond issue back in 2022. And, Doctor, just to let people know as well, this proposal, this $12 million proposal you're talking about that l- – potentially could be on the April ballot, it would require a four-sevenths majority, just to let people know that as well. It's not a simple majority. It's four-sevenths under state law. All right. Well, thank you. 
Yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Roth. We appreciate all the information this morning. Absolutely. Happy to visit with you. All right. John, I'm really hoping that we are not going to be talking about burying animals alive. (laughs) (laughs) No, but close. Uh, Another big McFossil story. Yes, that's up next on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And that would be all, except for this. Well, here's another potential exhibit for the unofficial, or official, McDonald's Museum. Fast food fans freaking out over, yes, another fossilized McDonald's cheeseburger. (laughs) This one appeared perfectly preserved after sitting in a cart trunk cameron hollands says i'll never eat mcdonald's again he's a brisbane australia based mechanic found the rot resistant burger tucked behind the spare tire in the trunk of a 12 year old camry he was working on he figured it was probably three years old due to the fact that looked like the spare had never been moved before said it was shockingly intact as if it was fresh from mcdonald's save one or one minor detail it was rock hard like cement, as they say down under. He said that it only had a bit of mold, hadn't been eaten by ants in the trunk, and promptly hit it with a hammer and said the meat puck shattered like an old bathroom <laughs> tile. Not the first time McDonald's has demonstrated its agelessness. 2022, a woman in D.C. found a cheeseburger she kept for five years from Mickey D's. Same as when she bought it, except for being rock hard. She suggested maybe she could use it on the uh, as bling on the new Mickey D Crocs that are out there. So <laughs> oh, there's the rest John. of that undigestible story. I'm kind of L- sad. Like most of them. <laughs> I'm kind of sad uh, Randy Tobler's not here because yesterday he was telling us about how he likes to eat leftovers out of the fridge. Maybe like week old leftovers. We need to ask him, what's the longest you've ever like wrapped up a McDonald's <laughs> cheeseburger and eaten it? Well, so here locally we have a wake-up family member. Stephanie, I don't know if this is before your time on the show or not. I think so. But I believe his name is Steven and he's kept a McDonald's cheeseburger for i want to say like 10 years or something like that i could text in let us know yeah i could be way off on that one but it's a very long time and he sends us pictures every once in a while of it and it john's right it looks almost fresh it almost looks like you could pick it up and eat it now except there's a meat puck i like yeah (laughs) minor details (laughs) might lose a filling over it but other than that it probably wouldn't hurt you right (laughs) hard as a rock one of my favorite like reels and tiktoks that i've seen lately is because you know we get i think we get a lot of grief in america for eating you know maybe not the new most nutritious food and our fast food have you seen these ones hannah where they um they have i think they're uh teens from the uk and they're all like private school kids so they're sitting at a table and they've all got like blue cardigan things on and they give them like their first like mcdonald's cheeseburger or they i've seen a lot with taco bell and they're like this is delicious (laughs) (laughs) well so my my husband had a friend from australia in town it was his first time to the u.s ever and he was in for about a month and so we had a lot of fun you know showing him very stereotypically like american things and they took him to mcdonald's one of his first nights and 
he said a lot of the food is the same, but he was stunned at how big our French fries are. Yeah, the portion size. He said our like medium sized fry is what they would consider a large in Australia. And he didn't have a lot of culture shocks while he was over here, but that was one of the biggest ones was the French fries. And my thing is, I can't like some of the drinks you're like it won't even fit in your cup holder i'm like yeah. this is not a large this is a bucket like yeah. this, oh, half gallon yeah. to go <laughs> he said he said the route 44 drink size and uh mcdonald's french fries were two of his biggest culture shocks wow, wow. that is hilarious all right well uh let us know Stephen, if you're listening if you have that 10 year old mcdonald's cheeseburger we want a picture um, but in the meantime, we are going to talk to the food bank for Central and Northeast Missouri. Oh, man. <laughs> Lindsay Lopez is up next. We're talking about fresh food, actually.